This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94WIP. Check out the YouTube page. Give a subscription there as we react to... A disaster in Seattle. I mean, there's no other way to put what happened last night. The Eagles have a lead at the half. The Eagles have a 10-point lead in the game, and they blow it to the Seattle Seahawks, losing now three in a row and putting really everything, every, and I mean everything, on the table to discuss in terms of what are we talking about here? What is going on with this football team? Do they have the answers from the head coach, the change of coordinator? Maybe they changed the wrong coordinator. Obviously, the quarterback and all the issues they're going to have to fix on the defensive side of the football moving forward. Let's just start with this. We, we did a whole thing for two months as we, we tried to pretend reality wasn't reality with the Eagles. It was. You know, there is no magic formula to winning all these close games. Yes, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick could do it for 20 years, but they're the best to ever do what they do. The, the Eagles have created a scenario where they are not good enough this year to win by margin against Anyone. And this is why last week I said the idea of them winning four in a row here is it's crazy because what game, and maybe the Giants next week, but again, I, how could you say that with confidence right now? What game have they shown they can win by margin where you could the, the sweat is gone? None the entire year. So this is the way the Eagles play. They're going to be in these games all year. Last night felt like the Jets game, the Patriots game, the Chiefs game, the Commanders game, the Cowboys game all rolled into one thing. And all those games came right down to the end. Sometimes a bounce goes your way. Sometimes a drop goes your way. Sometimes it does not. And last night, it did not. The Eagles were due for a close game loss. They, they just were. They won the Bills game close. They won the Chiefs game close. They won the Cowboys game close. They won the Commanders game close. They had lost the Jets one before that. They had won the Commanders. And they had won, obviously, week one against the Patriots. They were due for another one of these. So I'm not surprised in the end the outcome went that way. That being said, the fact that they have to play these close games, the fact they can't put a team quarterback by Drew Locke, and that is one of the worst defenses in the NFL this season away, that's the problem. And that's why the Eagles just quite frankly right now aren't close to a Super Bowl team. Let's start with the offense because I think that's where the biggest blame is. And then we'll get the defense differences we saw with Patricia, the good, and obviously the not so good on that 92-yard drive by Drew Locke to finish that game and, and win it for Seattle. 
Starting with the offense, it's about the quarterback. And, and Jalen Hurts is not playing good enough. His last three games, his passer rating is 71. You look across the board with numbers now, and he ranks somewhere between 9 and 14, some areas 18 among quarterbacks. You know, I had a conversation at the Midday Show last week. I said he's not playing like a top-five quarterback in the league. Or was last week or two weeks ago? He's not. It's not even close anymore. He's getting worse as the season goes on, not better. And do I think the Eagles give him a lot of easy answers in the passing game? No. Do I think this offense is creative? No. Do I think Nick Sirianni has answers in this in this offense? I do not. I think he is very, very below the curve in terms of you know creativity and offense compared to other coaches in the NFL. I, I do not think it's, it's above average here, here at all. That being said, Jalen Hurts himself is not playing well enough. I know he was sick last night. Admirable he played, but he didn't play well enough. Now, he ran really well, 82 yards, obviously the two touchdowns. We, as long as Jalen Hurts is functional, he will be a productive running quarterback. That's who he is. It's, it's Steve McNairish. It's Cam Newtonish. You know, Go back to any of the great rushing quarterbacks of all time. He will provide something with his legs. He did it when he didn't even know what he was doing out there in 2020. But as a thrower and as an anticipatory thrower and seeing the field, he's gone backwards this year. He, he just has. I think he still throws a really catchable football, and he throws well when he sets his feet. That it's not it's not a physical problem. It, it though it strikes me as a mental problem with Jalen Hurts, where he's either making the wrong decision or seeing the field the wrong way, seeing the pass rush the wrong way. Brian Baldinger put up a highlight this morning, or you know, broke down some highlights on his Twitter page of three plays. And it's alarming quarterback play. You know, late third quarter when he takes the shot to AJ down the field, and he has. You know, he has Devontae Smith on the crosser, which would have been an easy. I mean, he had his defender beat by eight, nine yards. I mean, it's an easy pitch and catch. And then Devontae could have run for a while. You know, you go late into that game and the possession before the Seahawks got the ball back for the 92-yard drive by Drew Locke, third down, you know, what we saw on just the TV feed, it's Hurts, you know, taking the snap and then pretty quickly, very quickly, running to his right, of avoiding what he perceived as pressure, scrambling around right, he goes all the way back left, nothing there. He throws, you know, all kind of off balance. I think he skipped it to whoever it was, Goddard or a receiver, uh, incomplete, and uh, we have to punt the football away, and all of a sudden the Seahawks have it back. 92 yards later, we know what happened. If you watch the highlight, the way Brian Baldinger broke it down, boom, if he just – the pocket is not bad. Like, if there's he's perceiving pressure that's not there, and I don't know if this has to do with his knee injury, that has been, you know, obviously affecting him all year, and he doesn't want to get hit again on that. You know, the way he got hit in the Dallas game, and it kind of buckled. If it is coaching, if he's just not being drilled the way he was last year about pocket presence, because his pocket presence has gotten worse. I mean, you can tell me all the stats you want about how he's thrown better from the pocket. He has, and his completion percentage from the pocket is better, you know, and all that kind of stuff, passer rating. But his pocket presence stinks right now. Bailed from the pocket, created a play, you know, out of nowhere. And then we go to the last drive. Where you know they don't need much more there to get into field goal range, and he's pushing the ball down the field. He's pushing the ball down the field for a, a big play to AJ Brown, and it's an interception. And then we obviously the Quez Watkins uh, pass down the field. Is that the time? I don't know. I mean, is that the time for the play? You watch that play on, on on a highlight. It did look like AJ Brown kind of just gave up on the play right away. There's this passing game right now is so out of sync. It's getting worse and worse as the weeks go on. And this is starting to remind me a little bit of the end of the 2014 season. And when we bring Tucker on in a few minutes, I'm sure you know he'll know what I'm talking about. Chip Kelly. 
And what I mean by that is that offense was special 2013 when they got going with Nick Foles and they came out in 2014 early. It was choppier, but they were still scoring enough points. And then something happened after Thanksgiving 2014 where it died. I mean, it died. The Seahawks were on it. The Washington, Washington was on it. Everybody, Dallas was on it when they came here and they, they won a Sunday night game. Everyone was on what the Eagles were doing offensively and they never figured it out and never got going again. And then the next year just, you know, obviously devolved into a disaster. We're, we are going that way with this Sirianni offense and Brian Johnson's offense where it was productive but choppy and then it was figured out and then we'll see if they get back up off the map. But the offense last night, just not good enough. I mean, just not good enough. You, you can't – Jalen Hurts yesterday – or last evening, it was five for five on his first on the first drive of the game. It, it reminded me of the Jets game in so many ways, but they have a long drive to start the game, and it's good to start the game, and they score to start the game, and then there was just nothing else. Like the offense basically did nothing the rest of the game. So Jalen Hurts last night, five and five on the opening drive. The rest of the game, 12 of 26 for 104 yards, two interceptions. I mean, that's bad. That's not just mediocre. That is bad against a Seahawks off defense, excuse me. That's not very good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Then we'll go Tucker's thoughts on, on what we're watching right now as this team has lost three straight games. So defensively, I actually saw a lot of improvement last night overall. Now, I know Drew Locke is not very good, but I thought they were just quicker to the ball last night. I thought they tackled better. I thought there was more aggression to them. And I like that they were up on the receivers a little bit more. That play that Bradley Roby made in the first quarter where he's bumping DK Metcalf in the slot and then they get off the line and he bumps him, kind of takes him off his timing a little bit and then immediately tackles him when he catches the ball in front of the sticks. Those are plays they weren't making earlier this season, even last week. So I, I did see something a little bit better there with Matt Patricia. Now, is it a market difference? I don't know. Uh, they still can't stop the run, which has been a problem now for – the better part of five weeks, they're getting gassed up the middle. Shaq Leonard, look, go watch some of those highlights. You see why he was in the street two weeks ago. I can't believe this guy held a free agent tour when he's just getting spun around in circles in the middle of that defense and Kenneth Walker's going wherever he wants. So that's not great. But I overall, better feeling about the defense this past game than Patricia. Now, it was dampered by the end because of what happened on the 92-yard drive. And what stood out to me just – thinking about what they did and watching what they did. And then last night going back and watching it again is they just attacked James Bradbury in that last drive. It wasn't Ringo who I thought showed something last night. It wasn't Ricks, wasn't Job. It was James Bradbury. That who's, that's who they wanted to go after on that last drive. Him, a guy the Eagles paid a good amount of money to in the offseason. A guy that last year was one of the best corners in the NFL. He hasn't just lost a step. He's cooked. He can't stay – I mean, he can't cover his own shadow. He can't stay with anyone that has a modicum of speed. If the play's not underneath where he could use his smarts and pick up on what he saw in film, he has no chance. So we're watching the deterioration of a corner in front of our eyes here, and we know at this position, when that goes, it goes fast. Starting next week, starting the game against Arizona, the next Giants game, into the playoffs, wherever they're going to be seated, 
they have to seriously consider. I mean, I said yesterday they need they're gonna have two new starting corners next year. I don't care what the cap is, they'll figure it out, trade or release these two guys. Slay and Bradbury are out of here. I believe they'll both be gone. One of these young guys may emerge as a starter for next year, and I think they'll go after a big star, whether it be a trade or you know, free agency, or or maybe draft one in the first round. But these guys can't can't be it, and especially Bradbury, who's really gotten destroyed all season. I liked what I saw out of Ringo last night. He competed, but the Bradbury thing is just rough. I mean, it is rough out there, and I don't think it's a surprise. The Seahawks went after him. This team has now lost three straight games, and when you look at their point differential and you just think back to the season, how they've played, this this feels like a 500 team that fooled a lot of people for a long time, and they're masquerading around a 10-4, and and we're talking about tiebreakers and what they could do for the division and whatnot, but – Look at the way they've played. They look from the quarterback to the offensive line to the to the penalties to the fundamentals to the lack of tackling. Can't stop the run. The pat like they look like a 500 team when you watch them play. Tucker last night wasn't uh, you know a game against the 49ers. We could say oh they're just the best team. It wasn't Dallas and extra rest. You could say well they're just Dallas at home. It was the Seahawks with Drew Locke, a Seahawks team that had won like one game in, I don't know, six or seven weeks. That was that was alarming. Yeah, it was bad. And, you know, I, I think the defense played a little bit better. I don't know how much of that was playing against Drew Locke and that, that Seattle offense because I really felt it was really, they didn't really target DK Metcalf at all until the final drive when they had to score. And then they thought, well, you know, let's just get the ball to the best player on the field. And he pretty much drugged them the first 70 yards down the field until he was able to find, you know, Jackson Smith and Chigba for the touchdown. But offensively watching it, you compare them to the 2014 Eagles, which, by the way, the second highest scoring team in franchise history behind only the 2022 Eagles who had an extra game. But that's besides the point. But you, you I kind of compare them to the 2010 Eagles, right, when Michael Vick, who – they played at, you know, a, a really, really high level. And then they kind of fell back to earth at the end of the season. And then they fooled everybody by, you know, playing really great in the fourth quarter against that Giants team and, and you know, clinching the division in the fashion that they did. But they they maybe were just above average. They were a good team that, that maybe caught people off guard and, and looked to be great. And what we've seen from this team this year, it's it's frustrating to me because when they're winning all those games early on, it was easy to say, well, just imagine when they put everything together, right? Just just imagine. We know what this team could be, but they're, they're winning now, not playing their best. Well, I'm starting to wonder if maybe that was their best. And, and from what we've seen from Jalen Hurts, who I think has taken a, a huge step backward, I, I don't think it, it's crazy to say that. I, I just think watching this offense right now, it's really frustrating. And, and they make too many mistakes for a team that maybe isn't this talented to, to go this far. I just... I, I tweeted out a stat last night, and I talked about it a, a little bit last week, but the Eagles were the best team in the first half last year. And I think that points a lot to coaching and scheme when, when you're really successful in early downs. We know the Eagles are terrible on first down this year. And when you're really successful in the first half, right, when your game plan is dictating what you're doing offensively, the Eagles scored 20 points in the first half 10 different times last year. They haven't done it once this year. But like they they sputter out of the gate every single week, even if they have a great opening drive like they did on on Monday night against Seattle. That's great. You can even point to those drives they had against San Francisco where they sputtered in the red zone. Fine. You, you move the ball down the field, but then they don't do anything right. Like then it's we get back to the third quarter. It's man. They really need to put together a drive because they haven't done anything in 20 minutes. And. 
you know, I, I jokingly say, I don't know who's co- going to be calling offensive plays this week, but I really think it's time to discuss who's going to be calling offensive plays because if what Sean decided, you know, created a situation where he lost his job and Brandon Graham was on the morning show today and flat out said, Matt Patricia's the defensive coordinator, Sean decides no longer the defensive coordinator. I just, I mean, this offense is just stagnant. It, it sputters. It doesn't move. And you have Christian McCaffrey on the Manny cast last night calling out the Eagles plays. As the Eagles line up, he, he's saying, oh, this is going to be Jalen Hurts draw or the tight end comes across on a sift block. And sure enough, it is. And the Eagles only gain two yards. And if this guy's doing it from his couch without sitting in the defensive meetings, what's that tell you about what the defenses know about this offense? And, and right now, when you aren't getting the deep balls to, to Hurts and Smith down the sideline, and just they, they don't have a shot and moving the ball consistently. They don't. And that that part you mentioned with McCaffrey is alarming. And that makes me th- think back to what I said a few minutes ago and the comparison to the 2014 Eagles. That, like the Sirianni thing, right? Is it his fault that Jalen's not throwing to the, the, the underneath receiver? No, I mean, I, they could coach that into him, but the player's got to make the play on the field, all that. And, and Sirianni can't tell him not to throw a pick late in the game. All that stuff is, is happening. And Bradbury cooked is also not Sirianni's fault. But that stuff is. And that's on coaching. And this, I just haven't felt all year, this is a super well-coached team. And that reminds me of the thud that the Chip Kelly thing hit. Because when teams figured out what they were doing, there was no counter. There was no counter. Jalen hasn't countered back enough to what's happening to him. And maybe part of that is because it's physical. Because he just he can't do it as well as he did it last year. Maybe he's just wearing down physically compared to what he was as a runner and a just a just an athlete a couple of years ago. This does happen happen to mobile quarterbacks. It's it's the way the game works. And I just don't think the head coach is a counter. And that is alarming. The McCaffrey's calling that out. Ugly, ugly, ugly night in Seattle as the Eagles drop their third straight game. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.